Hey guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, one of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing all your garage doors and overhead doors. They can be reached. They got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. And number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at precisiongarage-door.com. That's precisiongarage-door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of Precision Door Service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking this out. Thanks. Come on in. We're saving you a seat at the table. Hey everyone, thanks for checking us out again. This is another 316 podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Um, today we are saving you a seat at the table, but we always want to thank our favorite people in the whole wide world first. Uh, Larry and Sandy, our technical producer is Justin, our creative producer is Esther, and our house manager is Danielle. And again, we are recording live from the Farmhouse Studios. I'm so excited to be back with a second round of a seat at the table with good friends Kelly and uh, good friends Greg. Hey guys, last time we um, well we left this off, we started to get in kind of into into the to the depths of uh, mental and emotional health and and what it can do. Um, it can be lethal. Right? Absolutely. Uh, and we talked about that. Um, and so, not not to not to, not to lose that rhythm. We're going to move on from that in a minute. But do you think this disease will kill you today? No, I don't think that. Um, because I have put safeguards in place to prevent that from happening. Because I take the medications that I do. Because I have a support system in place you know I've learned different coping skills to deal with whatever stressors kind of come my way um, and even recognizing the impact that it would have if I ultimately decided that that was the choice to make um, I believe for myself that that was a wrong choice, but it was a way to end the suffering. Um, when I couldn't, when I felt like I couldn't bear it anymore. 
Is this going to kill you? It could. I say no. Um, you know, I alluded to the fact earlier that that I choose. I have chosen to not take meds anymore. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to take them again in the future. Um, that I'm better now than I used to be. That's a fact. But next week, something could occur in my life that would just crush me to the degree that. Well, you've known me for a long time. You've seen a little bit of it, um, probably a lot of it. Um, but do, but it doesn't mean that um, I don't think it'll kill me. No, but things happen in life that trigger things that you don't understand. And when it comes to depression and health and mental issues, um, you as an individual, I as an individual, don't think that anybody understands, right? You, so um, I could talk to you all day till I'm blue in the face, and you still and you don't have. get it. Um, Most of so, you. Have. So is it going to kill me? I say no, but could something happen in my life that would break my heart so badly and break me so badly that I would want to go away or hide? You know, because possibly? because you have. I mean, let's be honest with each other. You have an extraordinary life, right? I mean, it's an extraordinary. You're very gifted. You're very blessed. You're very able. Capable, you have a you you have a wonderful marriage. You have three really great boys. You have parents that adore you. You have a you're a big deal in a big community, and a lot of people really really love you. Does that help? It does, and it doesn't. I think um, there is a. And it's not anybody else's fault, but it, it puts an expectation. I put an expectation on myself then to live up to a certain standard um, of having things all together, of not dropping the ball, of um, perfectionism is, you know, the word for it, I guess. Um, But I am learning to lean into those people and rely on the things that I know to be true um, in the moments when I'm feeling less steady and they've buoyed me. How about I said this? I, I'm going to give you guys some advice. You ready? I mean, this this will fix it. Just get over it. Right or, or um, like all right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call it bullshit. You're a drama queen. Oh my gosh, Greg, you are so emotional and over the top dramatic. And right? don't forget, Clayton, to the old uh, pull yourself up by your. Yeah, I mean, trap. let's just move on now. Holy what do you crap. got to cry about? You know, <laughs> what have you got to cry about? Or how about this one? Um, have you thought? Of, have you prayed about it? Right. Yeah. Have you? Have either of you thought about just praying, praying about it, or, or I don't know, maybe if you have you read the Bible, maybe God's got something to say, or maybe, maybe your faith is not strong enough. And has has any of those have you guys ever heard that? One million times Absolutely. each. And 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 from people that love you. Uh, yes, and some people that just want to be right. Yes. Um, and it, it literally uh, 
correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly, but it makes you want to punch him in the face sometimes. Not, not, in, not in, in a hurt way, but right. like, yeah. stop. Uh, tr- truth in len- lending, in, in all uh, honesty, I have done that with both of you separately. Yes, you have. I mean, I have prayed with you. I have prayed for you. I have prayed over you. I have attempted to cast out demons. I have sent you scriptures. I have asked you to pray. I have done everything that I can do in the spiritual, physical world to save your life and to fix you. I have done, Greg, my God, man, in Vegas, we have, I mean, we we were in your hotel room on our knees praying out to God. We have been to the cross of Jesus more times than not to save your life. Yes, absolutely. Is it not a spiritual issue? Is it is it maybe just a physical? Is it is it maybe just it's not just about having a deeper faith? Of course it's about having deeper faith. But 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 only in that we can't pray away cancer. I mean, we can and we try. Oftentimes it doesn't work. Is it the same thing then? Is it legitimately like a cancer diagnosis? It's just a different disease where you can pray through it. You can lay hands on it. You can have the, the elders of the church come and lay hands. But at the end of the day, it may not work. Well, at the end of the day, most of the time that doesn't work. In the, in the past for me, I can't say that for now. But I have gone to bed many a night with a Bible and with both hands, just not knowing what else to do. Um, how was I going to make it through that minute, that hour, until the sun came up? And, and then how would I face the next day? So, you know, in answer to your question, does faith have a lot to do with it or, or you know, can it fix it? Absolutely. But, but it does in our, well, in my mind, sorry, Kelly, no, yeah. um, or anybody else in the room, um, we all have our own demons. And some demons are big and ugly and nasty and mean and with big teeth. And and there are just people who struggle with financial issues and some of this. And the wife's mad at them because they forgot their anniversary or whatever. Well, And not that our struggles are any worse than yours. In your head versus mine, but wow, um, it just depends how that, how long you want to let it go on. In my, in my opinion, yeah, and so and so, I mean, Greg said an interesting thing, right? Sometimes we we face demons, and, and but this is one of the greatest uh, verses in the Bible, right? So the disciples come back to Jesus and they say, Jesus, we, we have been traveling the countryside, casting out demons in your name, but there's this one that we can't get out, and Jesus said, Oh, yeah. Some of those are so difficult. They will only come out with fasting and prayer. So it, it makes me think, because we have fasted, we have prayed, we have cast out, but it didn't work. So is it legitimately like a, a cancer diagnosis that we pray God will miraculously, mysteriously, supernaturally heal you from, but... It might just be a disease or a disorder or a condition that you live with. From my perspective, that's exactly it. Um, I don't have any 
grand thoughts that I'm going to, you know, grow out of it or... Um, but you believe that's a possibility, and I'm sorry to interrupt. You do believe that's a possibility. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I do. I do. Um, and I have a, a great faith. And I, um, I'm thankful for, you know, being raised in a... Um, in a heritage of faith, and it, my roots run deep there, um, and that's not, there's no question. Um, no, go ahead. Yeah. It seems to me that the, the people who don't wrestle with mental and emotional health, especially the church or Christian people, think it's just about your relationship with God. Now, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, I know these people deeply, emotionally. We have prayed, we have cried, we have laughed, we've read Bibles together, we've been in Bible studies together. It's not their relationship with God. It's not about a broken spiritual um, relationship with God. I have been in seasons with both of these people that their lives are actually closer to God than mine. Their behavior, their thoughts, this, the Holy Spirit inside of them is actually stronger in seasons than it is in mine. It's just that they have a disease or a disorder that doesn't allow them to function like you do or I do. Is that an accurate statement? Absolutely. Sure. And sometimes God can come in and save the day. No doubt. But sometimes, sometimes God says, like he said to Paul, my grace is sufficient. And that's, that's really been comforting for me, um, is finding purpose in reaching out to other people, particularly other women um, that may be on the margins or struggle with mental health issues that may not have the support system that I have, that may not have the the great doting husband and three wonderful children and adoring parents. And, you know, there are those people that, but for, but for you guys coming to the hospital this summer and, and praying with me and, and picking up the pieces where I tried to delete myself, um, it would have, it would have fallen apart, and some people don't have those people to come in and, and pick up the pieces. Absolutely, and that's where I find. <clears throat> so we we talk an awful lot, and not not only just on these three sixteen podcasts, but in personal life, we talk about purpose, right? We talk about before the foundations of the earth, God preordains you to do a good work for my kingdom. And could it be? I don't know. But could it be that your greatest weakness? is the exact thing that God is using to restore the world and build his kingdom. But but who can preach to the crazies but the crazies, right? I mean, you know where they live. You know what they think. And they need God's love too. And so you guys are kind of uh, the poster children of how a Christian approaches mental and emotional health. Not because you're celebrities and so popular, but because as we sit here today, you both are successful in um, 
overcoming that disorder or the disease today because you know that there are so many others who are not vulnerable about it, honest about it. I mean, how many mothers are sitting at home popping uh, oxys or Vicodin or drinking booze because they need to silence the voices? They need to get over it. They are they are managing pain. How how many how many professional on the road salesmen that we know that are just alcoholics and pill poppers and chasing everything because they are so broken inside. But the two of you have brought your broken bits to God. Absolutely. And maybe that preaches. It does to me. Um, you know, Clayton, uh, as long as we've known each other, um, if it wasn't for... And, and, and Kelly... I have been exactly where you are, and not that I'm any different now or better, or, you know, got more mojo than you do or anything like that. I'm, trust me, I struggle. When I wake up in the morning, when I go to sleep at night, and throughout the day, I have to make it go away. And I've learned to do that, um, kind of. Um, but if it wasn't for people like Clayton and his wife and our friend, my friends here in Chicago and my friends at home, and particularly people like Clayton, in particular people in my life, I, I wouldn't be at this table. I, you know, I don't know where I would be. I never thought I was worthy enough to be allowed to sit at a table like this and to be in a conversation like this. But I did find that um, sharing my story and talking to people, even though I didn't believe it, but somebody convinced me often that I did have a story and it did affect people. And then when I realized that and actually started putting it out there just a little bit and experimenting a little bit and went, wait a minute, this works. So for me, um, again, all I want to throw in there is that uh, I've been so lost. I've been so far down the hole. I never thought I would see daylight again, but if it was, was not for certain people and you would be one of them, uh, love, forgiveness. Um, I don't know that I could be sitting at this table today. I would be hidden out somewhere. I, I never really had a drinking issue, but I, I would be hidden out some way. I would be avoiding people in another way, but because of you and, and I, I'm here. Do you, do you feel that the broken bits of your life, the mental and emotional health, uh, the struggles, uh, the story has purpose? I do. Um, I think there is a very intimate connection that happens when someone comes alongside of you and says, me too. Mm -hmm. I struggle with that too. Oh, yeah. And just being able to verbalize it and say, I had a conversation with a friend yesterday and I could hear it in her voice. She was telling me, I just think, you know, my son would be better off. I think my father would be better off. And I had to just tell her, you know what, that's not true. I know you believe that right now, but that's not true. Um, it's lies, um, but it's, it's hard to parse out when it's your own voice. Um, 
yeah, I'm I'm thankful for, like you said, the love and support that I have of of family and friends around me. And and sometimes we want to get in our own head enough to to, to and make it about you or yeah. or me make it about me. And when I I read a book, I read it many times. Um, still read it to this day and listen to it when I ride my bike or walk or whatever. But the first five words in the book are, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. And once I, of course, it took a few times to, to, to read the book and hear it. But once I got it, um, and it's I'm still seeing getting clarity with that. It's, it's just, it's been amazing for me. To, but the people that love you and the people... And you supporting a friend the other day, what an impact that I cannot imagine that could have had on you that day or today to this to it's this very, very moment. It makes the struggle worth it. It yeah. makes the story worthwhile, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where 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 do we go? What's next? How do you like when you get when we when we when we stop the video, turn off the record, and you guys go, go home to your lives. How do you survive? How do you move on? How do you how do you go? For me, it's about rigorous honesty. Yeah. At the end of the day, it it comes down to telling someone how I feel if I'm feeling some kind of way. Honest with yourself, with your God, with your husband, with your people. Yes. Honest with yourself, with your God, with your family, with your best friends. Because here's the thing for both of you. I know when you go into a rabbit hole is when I don't hear from you for a couple of weeks. Oh, that's me. Right? I know when you go into a rabbit hole was when you you're start coming late to meetings and you don't show up to a rehearsal and I get on the bat phone, right? Yeah. Um, but you avoid that in the future by saying, I have got to get honest with how I'm feeling today, get honest with my God and with my family, right? And I think putting those people in place that can reach out when you're not able to because there is an element of almost paralysis when you're struggling yes. and you're under that dark cloud and you you can't. You can't. Help. You can't pick up the phone and call me. Right. You cannot pick up the phone and call me. I would feel like I was lying to you or being deceitful, and I can't. I can't do that to you or to my friends. Uh, uh, I have a uh, quick note. Um, there are many times in my past uh, that I I live alone. By the way, my children are long gone and grandchildren and grown, and um, but I have woken up at home so heavy, so lost, so I, I, I could only literally think of my doctor or a doctor, one of my doctors, I should say, or a couple of dear friends. And I did make those two calls that day. One of them was to Clayton and one of them was to my doctor. But if it wasn't for either of those people or both at that particular that particular day, not that it hasn't happened any many more times, um, I don't know how I would have made it through that day. I don't know how it. It was only eight o'clock in the morning. I didn't know how I was going to make it till eight thirty. Yeah. 
I was crushed. I was, I don't know. I just, I woke up that way. I don't know what caused it. Nothing happened the night before. It just hit me like a ton of bricks and, and crushed me. And I can me. completely relate to what you're saying there. I mean, Clayton, we had put in paper like a safety plan in place for myself and his name and number written down on the paper, and I didn't call him. I couldn't call him. Um, but it's Why having is that? Those people, Why is that, may I ask? Um, I think that feeling that I'm going to let him down. Exactly. But I think having those people that know you enough to know when it's when you're not okay, when I am not showing up for rehearsal or when I'm late to meetings, or and and will reach out and seek you out and pull you out of whatever it is. You know, I have found that's keeping you down. I have seen recently. So many people in my life that you, you don't take for granted, but you don't see often as others, that when they reach out, you just can't, you know, they're so such powerful people in your life, and you count on them. And again, uh, there's no question, there's no way I could possibly be sitting here in this room with these people at this table if it was not for my relationship with particular people in my life to this point. It would not happen. I would have been lost and gone a long time ago. Um, and I'm so very grateful for that and for the people like Clayton and my family and my friends. Guys, we could probably do this for 10 hours, but we just, we simply cannot. We, we I think we have to do it again uh, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Uh, you, you probably won't be able to around, so maybe we'll have you call into the board and Kelly and I uh, can be here in person. But what what do you want the world to know? What do, what do you want the church to know the Christian community. What what do you want this local community to know? What do you want your community to know about mental and uh, emotional health? Well, I'll, I'll say uh, immediately comes to my mind is um, for those uh, people that struggle with however small of a thing that, that is actually huge or how of a massive thing can seem so small to you that, but can wreck your life um, you know reach out to your friends reach out to people that love you and you know who they are you know exactly who they are and uh, don't be afraid and uh, because it could save your life just let them know um, and it, it could also in turn um, save their life in a way that you didn't know that they needed saving and, and I can um, I can say the same absolutely. Um, I can mirror that, but I um, I would I would also say surround yourself with a tribe of people that know you, that know what you need, that know when you, things are off kilter, that can tell when things are um, amiss. I guess, um, that can see those red flags maybe before you can see them um, and help you make your way forward. Um, I'm thankful for the church and the community at large, my community of faith, 
for what it's offered me in my struggle for being there, for being the body of Christ, for, for, for coming in and meeting those needs, practical needs, you know. Um. And, let, and, and let me say, just in closing, um, so sorry, don't hate them. This is a real thing. It's not just spiritual. They don't have to get over it. They don't have to pray more. It's a very real thing. Thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I love you both. I'm super proud of you guys. It's been extraordinary. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, So you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts.